0: West of Twin Peaks Radio back again. A fall cornucopia of new music. Tons of it coming from right here in the Bay Area. Pull up a chair and enjoy a Sonic Feast, courtesy.
1: West of Twin Peaks Radio with MJ Call on BFF.FM. San Francisco.
0: Hello, hello, hello. MJ here in San Francisco with another fantastic new episode of West of Twin Peaks Radio. New music is falling faster than the leaves from the trees, and for the next two hours, we're going to rake up some of the great new sounds coming from the Bay and Beyond. My guest artists this episode are Everyone is Dirty, the East Bay duo who dropped one of the tastiest treats of the year last July, an album called Caramels for Grandpa. That was Everyone is Dirty off their latest LP, Caramels for Grandpa. A deep dive into the music and a terrific conversation with project founders Sivan and Chris is coming up in my second hyperlocal hour. But first, a full hour of fresh music, starting with a groovy first set opening with Skin Shape, the studio project of British musician and producer Will Dory, who seamlessly skips through genres and has released a new single called It's Real. Sit back and chill, and thanks for plugging in today to West of Twin Peaks Radio.
2: Junible and Tommies of morons, they crowd in the street Playing their fantasy games with each other, what a feat Eager to show their powers and duress of time A man who sits waiting for his chance to win Oh, it's real, yes it's real Oh, it's real, yes it's real Happens today It happens today Dance with a moron, oh, what a life. Turning the pages of ages that led us to strife. Subtlety lost its in art form we don't care to know. Using our proof for some loudness is clear the way. Oh it's real, yes it's real Oh it's real, yes it's real It happens today
0: safely say that King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard continue to be the most prolific band on planet Earth. You just heard Thea, a song off the Australian group's upcoming album called The Silver Chord. It's Gizz's 25th studio album, and it's being released October 27th. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they released a 26th album by the end of the year. Before Giz, you heard Brooklyn-based psych band Crum teaming up with Echo Chamber on their new single, Le Temple Volant, or The Flying Temple. I also played that lovely instrumental from Orion's Belt, the three-piece Norwegian band that sets the perfect mood with their instrumentals. Australian psych artist Dope Lemon was also in there with Derby Raceway off his new LP, Kimo Sabe. I happened to catch him at the Fillmore last week. What a vibe. And the set started with Skin Shape, and it's real. This is MJ, and you're tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio, two hours of fresh tunes from the Bay and Beyond, speaking of which, underneath me right now, you're hearing new music from Dama Dama Band, the new project of friend of the show Jacob Landry of Caravan 222 and Down Dirty Shake. His new group is a San Francisco-based music collective of cinematic soundscapes rooted in psychedelic jazz-inspired rock music. No matter how you define it, it's fire. This is one of several singles they've released. It's called Walking Down Laurel. Tuned in to West of Twin Peaks Radio on Best Frequencies Forever, BFF.FM, San Francisco. Songs from three artists with deep Bay Area ties. You just heard Oakland native Jeremy Lyon, a.k.a. King Dream, and his new single, The Wild Card, off an upcoming LP. Did you catch his lament about the state of San Francisco's music scene in there? Hopefully, we'll get to chat with Jeremy about that when his new album drops in January. Before that, I played former East Bay and now L.A.-based artist Carly Bond, also known as Myrna, and the song Mirror Heart off her brand new album So Far So Good. Lovely. And the set started with San Francisco-based collective Dama Dama and the song Walking Down Laurel. I've got more fresh local music coming up in my second Hyper Local Hour, which is also today featuring guest artists Everyone is Dirty. But there's still plenty of new tunes to get to before that, including this beautiful song off Javelin, a critical darling of an album filled with beautiful songs from Sufjan Stevens. This is Will Anybody Ever Love Me? This is MJ, and you're listening to West of Twin Peaks Radio. Chase away
3: my heart, Sure.
0: indians alan palomo off his first ever solo album under his given name the album is called world of hassle the song was is there nightlife after death before that liverpool slacker rock band trout with the emo song sad 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 can't get much more emo than that I also played a song off another new release that's been a favorite of critics and fans alike from the British dreamy shoegaze outfit Slow Dive and their song A Life off the album Everything is Alive. And the set started with Sufjan Stevens and Will Anybody Ever Love Me. This is MJ. Remember, my hyper-local hour with all-new music from Bay Area Artists is coming up in about 20 minutes. But let's switch things up a bit now with a long rock and roll segment, starting with a Savage from the project Parquet Courts, and a song from his new solo LP, Several Songs About Fire. It features contributions from other artists, including Kate LeBon, and from Bay Area-born band Kamikaze Palm Tree. This song is called Elvis in the Army.
4: Most things are over, the old world is gone. Worship death, catch your breath, that's the West, carry on. Where do I go after one dozen laps? Round the sun in this town with the people it traps. Bitches and broaches, come and go with these. Wins my cue, one more round, one last fry, one last freeze. I've noticed that I am away More than home, more than not In the zones where I stay Just like Elvis in the army Eating dinner from a can Saying a prayer And I've shed more tears than i care to admit For the drunk fool on my stoop talking so much shit Said his goodbyes when I paid him his cost Scratch up card, can of beer He said thanks and got lost Which would he forget if he had the choice? Is it the look on my face or the sound of my voice? Just like Joyce down in Trieste, swinging at...
0: That long set got your heart rate up. You just heard To Be Felt from UK band Egyptian Blue. I can't wait for their new LP, A Living Commodity, due out at the end of the month. I also played the Paramore song "Say Come Sa" as done by British duo Wet Leg off the new Paramore release called "Re." This is why, which features tons of other artists, including Foles, Panda Bear, The Linda Lindas, and Bartees Strange, among others, covering all the songs off the group's latest album. I also played the song "Strangers Fight Night" from Australian four-piece rockers Girl and Girl, and that killer set started with "A Savage" and "Elvis in the Army." This is MJ. Welcome to the second hyperlocal hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio. My guest artists today are Savon Lion Cub and Chris Dadio, founders of the East Bay Art Rock, Baroque pop band Everyone Is Dirty. The two are just now recovering from a bout with COVID, which I guess is apropos because a lot of the band's music has been informed by health scares and extreme medical experiences Savon and Chris have both faced in the past decade. Their latest LP, Caramels for Grandpa, is a sweet, symphonically prog rock departure from that theme, but those experiences are never far from mind. We talk about that in our conversation, but first, let's hear the opening track off the album. This is Living in a Flood. It's so great to finally meet you. It's good to meet you too.
1: Yeah, you too.
0: How are you feeling?
5: Oh, well, I'm like a couple days ahead of him. So, um I think I'm feeling a little I'm feeling totally better. Like I think I'm um, it's gone. I think it's gone.
1: I feel it's, like we're, we're we're susceptible to the COVID bad COVIDness. Yeah. Like some people don't even feel it and some people, you know, it's like a little flu. Other people die, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, but consi- considering what your immune, both your immune systems have been through, you know, it's not surprising that uh, COVID or a flu would knock you out a little bit more than than someone else. I agree. It's no secret how much I love this album. Um, it's definitely one of the top albums on my list for twenty twenty three, and I wanted to ask you starting off how you feel that your sound and your your thematically and sonically how you've evolved from your other two longer projects.
5: We have this we we write music um we write a lot of music together and um we write a lot of songs and we probably have like a list of over over a hundred songs that we still haven't recorded, you know, but that we've written or that are in the pro you know like so when we make an album we have this giant um list of songs that we choose that we can choose from like okay what should we record now you know and so we do talk about like well what's this album going to be about you know what and because it's really fun for us to make concept albums or at least albums that feel like um one cohesive body you know one one world that you like dive into and um
1: for so they, this, they make sense to us yeah they make sense <laughs> to us. <laughs> it makes
5: sense to everybody else but like so the 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 theme that we went into with this was actually um my grandfather and world war ii um and and so my grandfather he was a holocaust survivor and he was a um a singer and um he and I had a really special relationship where we really bonded over music like in this very just primal way so um so he passed away right right when covid began and um not from covid but just from from old age he was 96. was it 96? yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that, so, w- and we had talked about doing a, a, an album about, about him and about World War II. I've been thinking about it for a while. And when we first went into it, we were like, kind of making an album that was very much like about war. And then we kind of moved away from that. Um, there's like, actually a couple of songs that didn't make the cut that were more, um directly um about war and um and and we just kind of decided that we wanted to keep it open and not just like have it just be about war or about wartime or about world war ii and so we we kind of expanded it and and chose some songs that kind of didn't necessarily hit it on the nose and um and yeah and so you can see like the last song of the album bad man who That one's about, definitely about war.
0: And when you say you didn't want it, to, you know, to be all thematically about either war or your grandfather, what I kind of see because it also mixes in um, songs like Wax Mannequin Mode that that um, came from uh, earlier off My Neon, My Neon's Dead, and some other songs. You reference your um, your you know your near death experience, your liver failure experience. So I was seeing this as a survivor album. Mm. Grandfather and both of you.
1: That's so I, awesome. I, I agree with that totally. I, I and I mean I think and that's kinda of where it happens where it's like it makes sense as a concept album to us, but you know, it's like anytime things start to like kinda of hit you on the nose, it just I don't know. You know, it's like it becomes a little cheesy or something. And so you know, there's a lot of personal stuff in this, but also, you know, Sivan and I, we, we, I mean, we've really bonded on, on a lot of influences and we're both like classically trained people that come from like, you know, orchestral choir stuff. I spent a long time in like music theory and composition and, 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 um, But then we both just love rock and roll and and modern music. But it's that, it's kind of like, you know, all those things always sort of like bubble into it. So like a melody could just sort of remind us of survivorship or the Holocaust or something. It could have like a little tinge of like some kind of like old Middle Eastern, you know, sort of Yiddish hymn or something. And then it's like, oh, this is about, you know, Henry. This is about... Saba Heaven. Um, so it's not. It's just not so like. Oh, this is an album about war.
5: The success that I feel of this album, um, or the achievement that I feel like that gets closer to who we are, or who I am as a musician, and who I think we are as a band, is that um, we're really like dynamic and moody, and like are you know we don't just fall into one genre. Um, And um, the first album that we made, I feel like it was more like one genre, it was more like kind of grungy. And the second one, too, like it's just a little bit more like heavy hitting the whole thing. But actually, as musicians and as like artists, we're like, we have a really we have soft spots and, you know, we have different moods like you know melancholy quiet moods and loud rageful moods and that's who I am as a person and I love to be able to like go to all of those places
0: in music well oh, and my- and you know I cause I was thinking of I felt you explored the quiet spaces more um, uh, quitting day for instance was a great exploration of a of a You know, you really fleshed out the the quiet spaces that they remain quiet and and you're going to laugh when I say this, but I really felt like this album was your magical mystery tour somewhat, Um, because when I was listening to Quitting Day, I kept thinking Blue Jay Way.
1: that's interesting. I, I think that like, you know, in one sense, I feel like this record was the, like the least like sort of cohesive for me personally. Like I felt like it kind of went a lot of different places, but that it worked as an overall body of work. Cause it's, you know, cause it's us and it's, you know, it's our players and, and you know, our studio. I mean, we have a lot of control over like what's going on in the recording process and um and so that's that's the cohesiveness is kind of like the band has an identity but that we don't have to like just you know be aggro or just be you know sort of like more psychedelic or whatever we can kind of just like go through different different moods and also i would just i was just going to add that too that this is the first time that we um collaborated with um uh a mixer and uh, like a, a co-producer um in so Eric drew Feldman and and Gabriel Shepard. and um and so you know they didn't come in until the very end of the project, so it it wasn't like they were on the ground floor. but I do think that having them as a duo mix this music, you know apart from us and kind of like put, their sonic stamp on at the end um actually really really went very far into making it like a cohesive record and
5: also by the way he's a giant beatles fan and so are we like um and eric yeah like i i'm sure you would be excited to hear that you you know felt that it was sort of like magical mystery tour he he um is a just a Massive Beatles
0: fan. There's two sides to more production tinkering. A, the album sounds great, but B, you guys are such a dynamic live act to begin with. How does that transfer into your live, you know, doing these pieces live?
1: It's interesting. Um, can I take? Can I start Don't that one? For off? It. <laughs> um, the first thought that jumps into my mind is that uh, um, is that it actually it took a lot of work to get a lot some of these songs sort of like in the band alive way, and um, there's a there's a couple things I credit to that. I mean, I think first and foremost is the people that we're playing with right now are amazing. you have got Steve-O and Natasha, and they're just like, just like super awesome musicians that bring such a wealth of their own creativity and, um, you know, their, their translation, um, of, of what's going on. Um, and then also too is just, um, you know, putting in the work, um, because, I remember like early days of going. Okay, we've got a new record now. We have to play these tunes out. Um, kind of, you know, like going. Oh no, oh no, this this doesn't work. Oh sh- oh, how are we going to make that work? And you know, and then through you know having these great players alongside and sort of building trust in the room, and then also having that awesome residency at the makeout room. Um, where we got to play once a week, and it was a five Thursday month, so we got five shows out of it. Um, it was just like a, you know, it yeah, just,
0: it totally. was totally upwards
1: like spiral. Like to, the first show, it was like, oh, that was pretty good, you know. Third show, wow, that really works, and then fifth show, like,
3: yeah, this is amazing.
1: you know. So it was really, it was cool to have that. Um, and you know, shout out to make out Rune and Amy and Parker and um, Penny, our sound man Kenny, who really like helped us, you know gave us that opportunity and helped us kind of work through that stuff.
5: just the creativity of um, of like the of the choices that we you know when you make that you make when you're like okay this is the recorded version Um, now what how are we going to take that and like make it into a live version do we want to just play it like it is exactly on the album or do we want to rearrange it and um, you know I think we've come a long way um, as a team like figuring out when we want to play things like the album and when we want to change it up and I think also as we've grown as musicians and become better musicians it's much easier for us to actually like leave the map and just be like hey let's play this this way
0: been around a while how are you feeling about the scene because pre-COVID there was a you know you know when amnesia closed pre-COVID and there was a lot of of people leaving and venues closing way before the pandemic and to me right now it seems completely revitalized How does it feel from the inside, from an artist's point of view?
5: Um, it, I definitely agree that right before COVID, there was a lot of negativity going on, um, like about the music scene in, in the Bay Area. And it was a bummer, you know, and there were a lot of people leaving. And I was not happy about that because a lot of people going to L.A., you know, and like, oh, yeah, it's like it's so much better there. And I just think that if you you know, I I mean, look, I just think that you can't run away from problems like you have because they're going to you just have to solve them or try and solve them. That's how I feel about it. And um, and I do think that sticking around and like working on it is a much like more patriotic like way of, you know, loving your city than just like being like oh yeah i'm from oakland i'm from oakland and then oh it's not good anymore don't leave no but i do think that yes covid i do think that covid everybody had a chance to like rest and isolate and then suddenly i think a lot of new bands like were started making music during covid and so now it's just like whoa it's this like surge of all these new bands and a lot of rock and roll that That like a lot of yeah a lot of like um just uh, like weird experimental stuff. And um, I feel like uh, it's, it's our people, you know, I'm like, oh my God, there's more people like us.
1: I I, re- I do feel like, a, like, like in the last year, maybe a little more than that, that I've been so way more into like local music than I ever have. Like there's, you know, like stuff that I actually put on often and listen to and, and yeah, it's just, it's, you know, it's, that's way different from when it was like five years ago. I feel like, yeah, it was, it was, but you know, these things, they always sort of ebb and flow and they change. And, and I mean, that's just the way it goes. We just missed a doing a show that I was really bummed that we missed because I just really love all the bands and the juice bombs are really fun and crazy. Gumby's Junk is like, like a whole other sort of universe under themselves and and they're just like so they're like just super creative i just love their creativity um godcasters cool and of course like i don't know i feel like there's like this group of younger people that sort of came out of that kind of maya and the that's just Maya now. It's
0: just Maya now, yeah. but she's she's in like Mild Universe, and exactly, and helps and, out uh, May Powell and uh, you know, everybody moves around a lot. And Grutland,
1: like Ellie's, it, uh, you know, Ellie, yeah, she, like like that. There's this like kind of younger-ish, you know, sort of like boom. Yeah, Oof.
0: actually, I taught
5: uh, I was one of her teachers at um, the Rock Project. That's how I know her. Yeah, yeah, and she, I mean, she's a hard worker, and she, you know, takes herself serious yeah. and, like, works like, I mean, you know, she shows up prepared and she's not afraid to, like, play different instruments and, you know, just go for it, you know, like, she, I mean, I don't know if she's playing all those instruments in, um, in her band, but, like, keys and singing, like, She's got a lot of talent.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've told her numerous times she's my hero. <laughs> also, um, there's
5: like bands like Mommy Mommy. There's this band called Mommy Mommy that we uh, we haven't played. We were gonna play a Halloween show with them, but instead we're playing. We were we already uh, booked ourselves to play another Halloween show. But they're cool too. Just that sort of experimental, like punk, like just kind of wild, like front people, you know. Exciting spectacle of a live show
0: that I think has been missing. Speaking of shows, what do you have coming up exactly?
5: Well, so we have right now we actually have o- one show coming up um, October 28th, and that's a um, a party that is going to take place in Oakland. It's it's actually like uh, an underground kind of party um, that if you want to come, um, there's like a phone number you can text and they'll give you the address.
1: That's right. um,
5: and that's going to be with um, the Helltones and the Mutilations and um,
1: us. That's it,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> us?
5: <laughs> and then after that, um, we, were, we were we had another show, but it got canceled um, at Bandcamp. Because um, I guess Bandcamp got sold. Uh, did
0: I was gonna ask, did it get cancelled because of the nightmare going on at Bandcamp?
5: Camp? Yes. And actually I don't what is the nightmare going on at Band Camp? Yeah. What
0: have they got heard? they got sold what? to a group called Song Trader, a tech company called Song Trader. It's actually
1: Song uh, t-
0: Song Trader <laughs> Because <'cause> it, he's <laughs> Swedish or traders. something. I don't know. This is, this is but um bad. <laughs> but my understand and I don't quite get what song does, yeah. but um, it's not what Bandcamp did. Yeah. And you know, it infused money into Bandcamp and they said, Oh nothing's gonna change and a week later they laid off fifty percent of Bandcamp's uh, staff they and they me. won't they get. won't honor their unionized agreement. So they've been gutted. Their editorial staff has completely been gutted. They let go the probably the most experienced people in the company. 50% of them. And World. now I don't know what's going to happen. I well, just I, without naming so names,
1: I'll just say that the email that we got was, was, hey, you know, I don't know if you heard the news, but the end was bought out and like, we, had, we don't know what the hell is going on. So, I mean, I think that store might be done.
0: It's. Really- I, I think it might be done as well because what Song Trader does is a completely different tech business. It's business B2 to business, B two B music tech, and has nothing to do with being um, an artist platform, a music platform, or anything at all. So,
1: but, but you it, know, it, it reminds me though too, like like when. Like, and back in the day, as, as you know, when, when the music technology companies that were just coming onto the scene, um, there was so many uh, like San Francisco people because of the, the, you know, the tech sort of pub was here. Um, all these like rock and roll people like went over to like, you know, Pandora and um, IOTA and um, I mean, The Orchard. There were like all these different, you know, sort of companies that were trying to figure out, right, what the digital, you know, landscape is going to be. And I mean, again, I, I'm not going to name any names, but I saw a lot of people sort of just like, like see that beautiful dollar bill sort of start to blow up and, and it became business and it became about the business. And slowly but surely, it all just kind of went, you know, to the almighty dollar. Lord. And it, and, and, and that I, I think that's just what's going on with Bandcamp right now is that, that they were doing a, they did a great thing people noticed and someone came in there and they're just going to like sort of like, you know, whatever, just you know, rampage it for pieces oh, that for money. they can monetize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, they
5: didn't necessarily I don't think that Bandcamp necessarily, you know, solved uh, uh, uh the artist issue, you know, and I mean the artist the the musician issue is you know what how do we make money how do we how do we do this for a living how do we make our how do we make this into a business I mean you know so that's a constant question and that we're you know that I think about like every day
0: You know, I could talk all day to you too. This is a great conversation. I could just go on and on, but I'm not going to. But I wanted to mention also that one of my favorite things that came out of the pandemic was your version of father figure. Oh, cool. so, that was such a show. wonderful version. So I yes. want to thank you for helping get me through the pandemic. <laughs>
5: yeah, well, that helped get us through it, too.
0: Well, thanks again for, you know, for suffering through COVID and coming out of COVID and, and oh, doing this for you. me. I I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. do it much. again.
5: Yeah, and also just thank you for, like, mm-hmm. supporting music and putting it out there. Like, it it's... Um, you know, you're you it's, it's so job. important and yeah. appreciated.
0: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all of all the work uh, you and all the other local artists are doing, and it's awesome. And more people need to know about it.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right.
0: <laughs> well Thank. Be you. well. Be better. Yeah, okay. You thank too. you.
5: <laughs>
0: all right. Take care. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. bye. Thanks so much again to Sivan and Chris for making time while they were coming out of COVID to chat. You can catch Everyone is Dirty live at Hunter's Moon Party in North Oakland on October 28th. Check out their Instagram account at Everyone Dirty for tickets and address. This is MJ, and you're listening to the hyper-local hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio. There's been so much local music released this fall that I'm not going to waste any more words and get right back to the music. Another East Bay duo, Hannah Skelton and Chris Niles of Abracadabra, just released a cover of the Nine Inch Nails song, The Hand That Feeds, inspired by watching the way the working class is pushing back against the status quo through strikes and unionizing. Take a listen. This is West of Twin Peaks Radio.
6: Got your
0: Michael Michael Motorcycle has just released a terrific new EP called Matter. You can catch them live the afternoon of November 4th at the Golden Gate Park Bandshell for free. Here's a song off that EP. This is Sunbird. tuned in to west of twin peaks radio on best frequencies forever bff.fm san francisco
3: But he would ever say it's fun
0: Since we heard from Ryan Marquez, the man behind the Richmond based project The Umbrella Puzzles. Nice to get that brand new single from him called On the Tip of My Tongue. Hope there's a longer project coming. Before that, San Francisco shoegaze band Sea Blight off their just released new album Lemon Lights, I played their opening track, Melancholy Molly. You can catch them headlining a show at the Knockout in the Mission November 14th. You also heard Paradise, another pre-release single from San Francisco band Analog Dog. You can catch that band live for free the afternoon of October 28th at the Jerry Garcia Amphitheater in McLaren Park. And the set started with Michael Michael Motorcycle and Sunbird. This is MJ, and you're tuned in to the hyper-local hour of West of Twin Peaks Radio. San Francisco band and former guest artist Keepers of Humanity are exploring their family roots in a new EP called Pansori, which is the ancient Korean art of rhythmic storytelling. Here's the inspiring and wonderfully mixed title track featuring Korean chants from the father of lead singer, pianist, and key player, Gene Nanjo. who she is. What a wonderful song. Again, that was Keepers of Humanity and Pansori. And that about does it for this episode of West of Twin Peaks Radio. I'll be back in two weeks with another new show next time featuring San Francisco's Rachel Garland, who has taken her incredible songwriting skills up a notch and delivered a terrific indie rock LP called The Ballad of Madeline and Therese. I'll leave you with a track off that album, called Ocean Meets the Sky. See you in two weeks. Until then, be well, be kind, peace. I'm lying in the grass where the heather grows Breeze on face,
6: eyes closed I feel a shiver run down my back and toes What's the meaning? Who knows? I'm where the ocean meets the
3: sky Hello beats goodbye Love I wrote you a letter in the window stain. While the kettle screamed Then I watched it disappear
6: I wanna follow in the path
3: close